Welcome to Your Pathways to Wealth, where Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian are on a mission to bring clarity to the world of finances. Together, they bring a wealth of knowledge to help you uncover a way to simplify your financial life. Join Charlie and Peter and their guest experts as they venture to help you preserve what you've built and enjoy what you've earned. Now, let's talk wealth. There are different pathways to wealth. And in this podcast, your hosts, Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian, will help explore options to wisely grow your assets. But first, they're here to introduce themselves to you in their own words. I'm Patrice Sakora, asking some of the questions. And I want to start at the beginning with you, Charlie. What was the path that brought you to this point in your life? Well, Patrice, you know, I've been doing this for about 33 years now. So it's really pretty much the only job I know and I'll try to condense this as much as possible so I don't take up the entire <laughs> you know, 40 or 45 minutes. But I've been fortunate enough. I, you know, I was with some of the largest firms starting at Shearson Lehman Brothers, uh, New York Life, Merrill Lynch, then back at Smith Barney before I decided to uh, leave Smith Barney and start my own firm in 2003. Um, and, you know, when I left, it was a pretty difficult time. You have to remember, we were just recently coming off the dot-com bubble mm -hmm. burst, but more importantly, 9-11, where the world was still in shock. So it was a huge risk to leave. And, and when I left, I really only left with about 3 or $4 million under management. And uh, when I left, I was supposed to leave with my partner at the time at Smith Barney. But unfortunately, when I resigned, he decided to stay. Oh. And it kind of... Kind of put things out of out of whack, but you know, it, it, sometimes when things look the bleakest, it actually turns out to be the greatest opportunity in your life. So, so there I was in two thousand three. I really couldn't afford an office. The only thing I could afford was one of those shared offices, and I could only afford an interior one without even a window. So all I had was a desk and a phone, and it was dark in that office. And I'm like, what did I just do? Um, and and you on had top triplets, you had triplets. On top of that, not only did I have two boys and a girl, you know, unfortunately, my two boys at the time were diagnosed with autism, which just put on some more stress to what what was I doing. But, you know, I, I really had a passion and a belief in how to do this business that wasn't really being practiced at the big firms. So I put my head down and actually the biggest turning point in my career, I read a book. It was called The Four Pillars of Investment Success by William Bernstein, who was an ex-neurologist turned wealth manager and one of the most successful wealth managers still today in the industry. And I read this book and it talked about all these things, you know, the Fama French three-factor model, stuff we'll talk about in future episodes. Mm -hmm. But it was things that I, I was like, why didn't I ever learn this? Why aren't investors learning this is the way you should be investing your money? So I had an epiphany. I, epiphany. So I said, let me go out and tell investors uh, this story on how you should be thinking about investing. So I borrowed some money from my father-in-law at the time. And uh, I went out and did two seminars a month um, um, at some of the best restaurants on Long Island to tell people the story. And I remember leaving each seminar, just going home saying, let me get my first million dollars under management. Let me get my first million dollars. And each million, I would say, let me get the next, let me get the next, let me get the next. And fortunately, people listened and they believed the story. And I guess they liked me. And I started to build the business. And then a few years later, I was fortunate enough to meet Peter. And here we are all these years later with about you know 700 million, over 700 million under management, 
with clients still from those first seminars and you know my my triplets are now 23 and thriving and things you know really changed but again that could have been a huge um um point in my life where things just went just spiraled downhill but fortunately um had great people surrounding me and and a belief and a passion and we were able to grow a really great business that is a great story charlie great story and it's a belief it's a passion and it's just tenacity on your part as well uh, yeah and and um it's it's still in this business you need that tenacity especially when you go through all these ups and downs but you need to build a, you know a really thick skin you need to have that tenacity and that belief in what you do is benefiting your client so peter what's your story what brought you here yeah so um you know i started out um going to you know pace university in new york city and you know it was very typical and standard for you to look for an internship so um, I was searching for an internship. It was an unpaid internship. And I found a boutique firm on Park Avenue in New York City. And I said to myself, let me learn a little bit more about this business, wealth management business. It's something that I was very intrigued about. And so I was there for about a month, a month and a half, and you know, really didn't learn much because, you know, most interns, as we all know, you know, they may just, you know, do photocopying mm -hmm. and things along those lines. And and so I said to myself, let me try to get licensed and let me try to be an advisor at that time. So I'm 19 years old. I go to the manager and the manager says to me, well, absolutely not. You're a full-time college student. You know, there's no way we're going to allow you to get licensed. And so I said to, I said to them, I said, you know, either I get licensed or I leave. I mean, as simple as that. And so sure enough, they gave me the opportunity and, you know, I took my series six at the time and, 63 and life insurance exam and so on. And, you know, here I am 19 years old. And I said, I'm in the business, right? Um, I'm on my own. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm showing up to people's homes at 19 and talking to them about retirement. And they're looking at me and they're saying, what do you know about retirement? You're 19 years old. Um, but, you know, long story short, fast forward, you know, we're in the industry. And, and as we all potentially know, there are certain conflicts and my manager at the time would say, why are you not doing our own proprietary funds? And for whatever reason, I just didn't agree with it. And he they, he said, basically, if you don't like it, then leave. And that's what I did. So I ended up going to Smith Barney at the time. Um, six months into it, I'm saying to myself, well, you know, this is not exactly what I envisioned and uh, looked for a, a better path. And so, you know, fast forward another two and a half, three years later, decided to go independent, at which point uh, Charlie and I met. And so it was truly at a crossroads of my career, uh, but definitely felt that there had to be a better way, um, thus bringing us to this point. Wow, that's tenacity as well. And, and good fortune that the two of you came together like that. So here we've learned the how, but now, Charlie, tell me why you got into financial services. You know, it's funny. I do get that question a lot. And and at first, when I left college, I didn't know really where I wanted to go. Uh, and and I was kind of uh, uh, floundering. But at the time, everybody would say, go to Wall Street, go to Wall Street, go to Wall Street. So I went to Wall Street, literally. My first job was at 14 Wall Street. Um, so I think about my dad all the time. Now, this is not the reason I got into the business, but it certainly has shaped my career and how I think about working with my clients. 
You know, my dad was a butcher, you know, uh, a, a real blue collar worker, but he worked really, really hard. And uh, in 1986, we grew up in Whitestone, Queens. And mm -hmm. in 1986, uh, my mom and dad decided to sell their home. And back then, they sold it for a significant amount of money, $500,000. That was the most money my dad ever saw in his life. And, you know, invested prudently, he probably would have been, you know, well off for the remainder of his life. However, Unfortunately, he met people that really gave him bad advice, a commodity broker. He started to get involved with things that he should have never been involved with, but he met salespeople, not advisors, right. but he met salespeople that sold him everything. And he wound up losing it all within a matter of five years. He lost all his money. Um, and from that moment on, his health deteriorated year after year after year until, unfortunately, he finally passed away of, I think, really depression, because he realized this money he let slip through his hands. So now when I'm, I'm in the business, and again, that wasn't the reason I got into it. But every time I meet a client, I think about my dad. And I think about the huge responsibility that we have to make sure that what happened to my dad never happens to anyone that comes through our doors. And, and so that's really shaped my career and what I think about, and even in my own life, you know, I think about the decisions I make and are they the right decisions? Are they the prudent decisions? So I don't end up like, like my dad who worked so hard for all this money and it slipped away so quickly. And even today we, we see these mistakes. We see this, these poor guidance. I mean, every day we read about another, you know, mini Bernie Madoff, it, whether you're a CPA, a lawyer, doesn't matter who or what industry you're in, they're still there. So it's truly our responsibility, and it's a huge responsibility when we're managing someone's money to make sure this never happens to them. So again, not really the question of why I got into it, but certainly this is this is the things I do and how it's and how it's really shaped my business since inception of coming into this business. I can hear it in your voice. The story about your dad and your voice that really had an impact. Uh, you know, it has an impact to this day, and and it even even though my mom's still living today, you know, I help support her. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's something that's impacted. It impacted our whole family, my brothers and everybody. So again, you know, we talk about money, 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 but there's so much that goes into money and you just got to look at the whole picture and not just again, you know, how am I getting returns, but how do the, what do those returns mean to you right. and your family? What are you going to do with that? All right, Peter, your turn. What is your why? Sure. So, you know, I'm in my mid 40s and, you know, relatively speaking in our industry, that's that's fairly young, you know, but, um, you know, I, I grew up hearing stories from my grandmother and my great uncle, you know, they went through the Great Depression and they would share these stories about literally how the clothes on their back was sewn by their mother. Right. And, you know, really taking every dollar that they earned and they had two choices. They had either a choice of putting the money in the bank, which, you know, you look at today, you say to yourself, well, is that really that safe, uh, ironically? <laughs> or, um, or, you know, invest the money. And, and you know, they spoke to me about how they went about the investing, they took the investment approach. And I was very intrigued by it. I, I, I didn't fully understand it, you know, you mm -hmm. know, being eight years old or 10 years old. Um, but I naturally gravitated towards it because they said, you know, we worked very hard 
And we had those two decisions, either have our money work equally as hard or if not harder, or take that money and just have it, let it sit, right? And and have a level of comfort, but recognizing the potential opportunity moving forward wasn't that great. And so, you know, hearing these stories and at the same token, you know, my father, you know, emigrated to this country uh, roughly at the age of 40. And, you know, similar in that sense, you know, he came to this country with literally $50 in his pocket. And wow. he said to himself, you know, similar, uh, he had a lot of responsibilities. His parents were older. Um, his brother uh, as well, he had to help support. And, you know, in a similar fashion, he had those same choices um, and took a very similar path in, in the side of investing. And so, you know, from my perspective, it was, you know, understanding it, recognizing that for most individuals, it's easy to take your money and just simply, you know, put it in the bank. But there needs to be better opportunities out there um, and, and helping others realize that as well. And, and, and Patrice, knowing, knowing Peter's father, he probably still has that same $50 in his pocket. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the wall. <laughs> yep, yep. I can believe it. Right. All right. Well, I'll tell you, just from your stories, I am so looking forward to the topics and the discussions you're going to have going forward. What are some of the things that you want to tackle and you want to let listeners know that you care about? Yeah, that's a that's a, a great question. And 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 first and foremost, we want to take a very simple approach. You know, sometimes people make um, investing very um, sexy and use all these acronyms and these words that people don't understand. Mm-hmm. You know, investing is actually very simple. It's not always easy because it's the human behavior of not being able to do the things that you should do during really difficult times. But investing is really simple. And I think more than anything, we want people to realize, hey, if you just follow some really true basic principles, regardless of your wealth, whether you're just starting out, I mean, we have clients from 1 million to 50 million with us, right? And they use the same principles to preserve their capital. They may have got to this point differently, but when they get there, they use the same simple principles. So we want to talk about some of those simple principles. Also for me, because I have two boys with autism, special needs planning is something near and dear to me and, and and families really need guidance that are raising, you know, children that are disabled. So we want to talk about that and things like estate planning, because again, people make it really complicated, but it's very simple at the core. And Peter, what are some of the other things you think that we're going to talk about during these podcasts? Yeah. So, you know, we, we get a lot of feedback from many of our uh, uh, clients and helping them understand or or big concern they have is instilling the same values that they have and into the next generation as well. Um, So a big part of it has to do with helping their children or their family more so understand the the dynamics of of investing as well as the values of it and, and the opportunities that they have ahead of themselves. So that's also a big part. I was going to say one other thing that I've, I forgot, but I think is really important. I think something Peter and I do really, really well. You know, so many investors focus on the accumulation phase of life mm-hmm. and they forget about, well, you have to retire one day and you have to turn your portfolio into some kind of plan to distribute it over the next 20 to 30 years of your life. And we meet a lot of clients or prospects for the first time that really don't understand 
distribution planning, how to do it tax efficiently, how to take my portfolio and turn it into a regular, consistent paycheck. And that's a lot of the work we do. And we try to bring some certainty in a really uncertain world. And in retirement, it's really, really scary. So the more predictability and consistency we can bring to the table to help our clients say, no matter what, you're getting this regular paycheck to live your life, the life you've become accustomed to. And I think that's just a big part of, of the work we do on behalf of our clients. That's huge. That's huge. All those, as you say, the distribution phase is very difficult. People understand saving, putting things in, maybe not how to invest, but accumulating the assets. It's, well, how do I use them later on? I don't want to take them out, but then what are you going to live on if you don't? Right. And, 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 you know, laws are changing. Just look in the last few years, how many tax changes, the Secure Act. People are so confused. What do I do? How do I do it? How do I do it efficiently? Um, you know, and, and and that's why I think when we meet the do-it-yourselfers, we're like, why do you want to do this yourself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Enjoy your life. You've worked hard. Enjoy the rest of your life. Don't worry about all these things. You know, delegate it to someone you trust and has some knowledge and live your life. And and again, these are hope hopefully these are some of the things that come across in our in our future episodes. And Peter, you mentioned the next generation. How do you deal with entitlement? Right. So that's a that's a very big issue. And again, it's it's sort of strategic on how money is introduced. Right. Because like anything else, if you're around it, you're surrounded by it. And that's all, you know, entitlement sort of comes naturally. Right. Because that's mm -hmm. that's so it, it's sort of enabled for the most part within the family. So it's first off helping them understand what's what what's the value of a dollar, how it's earned. Uh, but more importantly, you know, being self-sufficient as well as as well as the uh, at the same token, um, you know, having self-fulfillment of earning it yourself, right, and achieving these. So, you know, what we find is that the 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 biggest um, issue that many have is they don't understand how they could achieve millions of dollars and and several millions of dollars because there hasn't been a clear path to that. Yet, the earlier they start, the younger they start the value of uh, and time of compounding it plays an mm -hmm. integral role in all of that compounding is a wonderful thing absolutely wonderful but we'll talk about that in another episode i'm sure yes all right gentlemen is there something we haven't mentioned here you want to make sure we do this is of course your first episode of the pathways to wealth mm -hmm. be many more we'll have lots of topics to talk about but is there something here that you want to make sure gets mentioned yeah. So I, I like to bring up, you know, we come across quite a few, you know, business owners who have successfully um, liquidated or monetized their actual practice, whether, you know, they're uh, physicians, similar to my brother who went through a transaction. You know, what you find is that there's been a lot of consolidation over the years. And I, I know Charlie brought it up previously about, you know, accumulation is one side of the equation. But at the same token, when you go through a transaction, whether you sold your own business or you're part of a larger practice and you monetize, you end up giving up a, a large portion of your income. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes now, how do I replicate that? How do I draw from these assets that I've accumulated and turned it into an income stream? And how do I do that in a very efficient manner? And that's something that many struggle with because, again, when you're in the business, you're in the business. But then at the same token, now all of a sudden you say to yourself, you know, I like to live the same lifestyle. I don't really mm -hmm. want to give that up. 
But how do I do that now that I have a larger sum of money, but I don't still have that income stream? So that's definitely a topic that we'll cover in future episodes as well. Charlie, anything? Um, you know, I think the, the the last thing I would say, um, you know, we we practice something that's called behavior invest uh, investment consulting, because so much has to do with behavior. It's all about psychology and behavior. And I think a lot of what the 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 theme that will come through, I think, in all our episodes is is that you know, it's all about how can you modify your behavior to be a successful investor. It's not necessarily about the markets beating an index, but it's all about how you can behave during really, really critical market episodes, like ones we have gone through so many times, whether it's COVID, the most recent banking issues. But again, it's all about behavior and and, and properly managing that behavior. So we're going to talk a lot about that in future episodes. And I certainly hope that resonates with those that, that tune in. Absolutely. In my head, I'm seeing people running in small circles, but not touching anything. Don't touch it. <laughs> Let your exactly. advisor do that. Exactly. That's exactly right. And and yeah, we're really excited to have you part of, of this as well, Patrice. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. I truly am. Now, how can listeners reach you? Uh, well, I guess a number of ways, right? I mean, um, locally here on Long Island, the phone number is 631-777-1030. Wealthenhancement.com. You know, we didn't talk much about the firm that we've merged with a couple of years ago, but Wealth Enhancement is is probably the third or fourth largest independent advisory firm in the country with over $63 billion of assets and continuing to grow. Um, and and we will be putting up, you know, we don't have that exact um, um, web address yet for, for the landing page where people can go and look for all these episodes, but that'll be out and we'll be able to announce that very soon. Excellent. And that'll also be in the show notes when we get that too. So you can look there, folks. All right, listeners, follow this podcast. There'll be a lot to listen to. You'll be able to discuss the ideas, share with friends and family, and let us know if you find it helpful and what you'd like the guys to talk about. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to your Pathways to Wealth podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at Wealth Enhancement Group or give us a call at 1-800-492-1222. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Wealth Enhancement Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.